Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. Light is on, card is in. You ready to rock? Yeah, we good, man. All right, here we go. Our producer's in the back. We This is really nobody. I'm just making this up. He's pointing to me right now, <laughs> telling me to go. You ready? Okay. The on-air mic is ready? Yeah, yeah. He just put the little sign on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, as I always say, men, women, child, or beast, welcome back to the couch. And this week, we have an international interview. Yes, we are getting global. Tonight's guest is the one, the only, Megan McGlover. I very well, out, you know what? Nope, I'm not even going to do it. Because she is outspoken, I will let her introduce herself. Megan, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, thank you very much, you guys. It is an honor to uh, be on your podcast. Uh, it is definitely an honor to be referred to you by a conundrum who is, uh, uh, who is my, who's my sister in my heart. And uh, so I just really, really happy to be here. I am Megan McGlover, and I call myself the reminder. Uh, and I basically remind people of the truth. Uh, we get involved in a lot of emotionalism and sensationalism, and I try to bring it back around to the point and to the truth and also to understand different perspectives. We have different ways of life, different cultures, different upbringings, different history, different memories. And in that, there uh, is a developed perspective, and we have to embrace that at least understand that and respect that. And uh, that's what I, that's what I do. So I remind people of the truth and of uh, different perspectives so that we can have a conversation um, and uh, begin to, to allow ourselves to be and to simply breathe. We all have a right to be. Um, So that's, that's what I do. That's a whole lot. Now, real quick, quick quick pause, quick pause. (laughs) Are you on a speakerphone? No, I'm actually on my earphones. Do you want me to just get on the phone itself? If you, if you can, it just gives a better, much better audio, if, if that's okay with you. With that being said, you know, calling yourself the reminder, that I think that's a good thing because I think sometimes in life we get caught, we get so caught up in what we do or caught up in what we think to be reality that sometimes it can actually cloud what reality really is. So I think having that reminder or having somebody who can give you that perspective it's almost like that grown person who stay up the street who won't never let you get away with something because they always going to tell you what's right from wrong. <laughs> That's funny that you say that because I am constantly uh, being called like auntie or you sound like my grandmother or you remind me of my mom or, you know, something like that. And it really is an honor, actually, because I love seasoned citizens. I believe that there is so much wisdom um, to partake uh, from them. And there are so many wrongs that could easily be diverted uh, or mistakes, I should say, that could easily be diverted if we would take heed to season to our seasoned citizens so uh i am definitely honored uh you know by 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 that simile if you will i I appreciate that so so megan we got this uh segment in our show where we just talk about relationships and and life and things of that nature and often at times we kind of get some flack from our female listeners that listen in regards to why why don't you guys ever have women on more consistently to give a woman's point of view because it's a man's show. 
Yeah, it's called. No, I'm just playing. It's called "Don't Sleep on the Couch." But hey, they don't want to hear that. But no, no, no. <laughs> seriously, nevertheless, though, we we do have a, a question that one of our uh, callers, or not callers, but one of our uh, supporters, called in and, and kind of gave us a voice message on. So I just want to hear your thoughts on it and how you feel about it. So the question is: Has the emergence of a strong woman in the workplace hurt the relationship dynamic in regards to gender and gender roles? So basically women doing their thing, strong women doing their thing. Well, uh, if, if we're talking about, and I, I, I do have to, to clarify this before we get too deep into it. If we're talking about the African-American community about relationships, we have to identify that that's what we're doing because if we're talking about everybody, then it's going to be several different answers. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about African-American people, the answer to your question is yes. Absolutely. Because uh, the demasculinization of black men has always been refuted by the black woman. Right. Right. So all through throughout throughout history in general, even um, even now um, with a lot of the femininity that is being um, expressed and compared to masculinity and all the stuff that's going on, black women have always when. Um, the slave owners were cutting black men's penises off when they were raping uh, the women right in front of the men and they couldn't do anything. Black women would still call our men daddy. You know, we still save the biggest piece of chicken for our men. We um, make sure nobody's sitting in, in daddy's seat when, when he comes home from work, you know, make sure you're quiet during the game and, you know, so forth and so, and so on. So now what has happened with the emergence of women in leadership, um, you, you find that it, the double standard, if you will, has been disputed, as, or has been disrupted, actually, is the word I want to use. Mm-hmm. So women are starting to treat their minds like men have always treated their penises. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is... <laughs> That's, That's going to be a quote. That's a bar. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, like if if you think about it, men have the ability to separate their life from their penis. Like literally a man can have a a wife and a family and no emotion, really be a good man. I mean, I'm talking about paying the bills there for his children, even there for his wife and have a whole nother hole and not think anything of it. And, and, And function just like an alcoholic. Literally, literally be a functioning adulterer and it be and it and and when you speak to him about it, his his answer is, but I'm here for you. I pay all the bills. I'm here. I come home every night. I, we go to Disneyland on the weekends. What is the problem? And literally does not see any problem in that at all. So now women are saying the time the effort, the energy that I spent on making sure that my man felt masculine and is safe from the world, I'm now going to spend that energy and that time to get educated and make money. So the the alpha, alpha men don't really have any issues with it because they don't necessarily need reassurance, alpha men. And that's where and I was going to go. And a smart woman... Yeah. Yeah, and a smart woman, she can juggle both a career and keeping her man feeling masculine and feeling good if she's smart. But this, this, you know, 
you know, it, it's, a, it's a lot of different variances and variables that go into it, you know what I mean? But to answer your question, uh, absolutely. And I think that this has a lot to do with black men um, loving the dominance that comes with being in a relationship with Asian women and white women. You know, the chance of an Asian woman or a white woman getting a hair up her ass and saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to school and become a doctor is very slim to none. Well, they're not going to do that, you know, especially if they're being taken care of. They're not going to they're they're going to stay where they are forever. But a black woman all of a sudden gets she always gets some kind of whim and be like, oh, you know what? The kids are gone and now I'm going to do, you know, or even the kids are still there. It's like, ah, I think I'm going to go and go back to school. or I'm going to go and fulfill my dreams because now you are you know, you should be good where you're at. And so now I'm going to go off. You know, so I definitely say yes, absolutely. So I definitely agree that it has changed the roles. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fire starter, so I'm going to start a fire here. And I think one of the things that happens is, so you mentioned some good points about, you know, how men separate things in the, in the dominance role. And when you start thinking about some of these other races, it is a point of dominance and you don't get the same kickback. One thing a, a male will typically say, oh, I'm tired of dealing with attitude. And they just typically associate attitude with the African-American woman. Now, whether that's wrong, right, or indifferent, it's just the assumption that is made. I think the problem is, though, there's a difference between a black woman and a black girl. And we got a lot of black girls Absolutely. trying to be a black woman. What I mean by this is they, I'm independent. I'm doing my thing. And you're trying to do so much to the point you're trying so hard not to need a man that you're pushing that man away from you because there is a balance. Because at the same time, I believe you need to have your man needs to feel like he, he is the man. Lead. He needs, he to, needs lead to lead. He needs to lead. But if you have these women who are so head strong that I'm independent and I'm going to be the woman, then you're going to be by yourself. And that's the same one who's sitting in charge of this Fortune 500 company who will never find that man who wants to be with her because she does not know how. To, you know, I say this to my wife all the time and I remember I said it to her one time and everybody looks at me and they look at me like, I can't believe you said that, but I'm being honest. And I tell her, you know what? We all have roles and uh, sometimes <laughs> they suck. Sometimes that role sucks. I hate having to drive everywhere we want to every time we go on a trip, but that's part of my role. That's what I have to do. Now, can women step out of the typical role that they have? Yes, by all means they can. But. How do they find that balance from being that strong black woman who is who knows how to go get hers, support her man, take care of her household, lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets compared to that black girl who's trying so hard to placate what they say, what they saw Beyonce do. Boo, you not Beyonce. Are they trying so hard to be independent to the point where your independence is keeping a man away from you? Can I answer that first, Megan? Before, before of course you can. Uh, listen, I I know my role on your podcast. By all means, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Please. Hey, you you, you wait you wait your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no problem. This is your podcast. By all means, I know my place. So I think coming from a, a male perspective, HUD, I, and I think Megan, you touched on this, um, you know, a little bit earlier in regards to a, a strong man or a man that doesn't have an ego has to to be able to allow this woman to flourish in all these different areas yeah. that you mentioned and, and be totally fine with that, whether they make more money, whether they have a more prestigious position outside of the household. Um, but at the end of the day, if you guys have an understanding within your family dynamic of not who runs shit, but how y'all roll, how, 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 how this roll, goes down, how this goes down, then you will have no problems. I mean, for example, uh, my wife had a lot of things going for her prior to us getting married that um she was further ahead in education probably further ahead in career 
all all those things. And, and you drug her down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I'm, by the grace of God, she's still here. Won't he do yeah, it? You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I got my act together. But nevertheless, man, you got to be able to be humble. But that humbleness came from being in previous relationships to where, you know, you had a woman that had the looks, had all this. And not saying my wife don't, but she had checked all these other boxes. But them crucial boxes... Um, you know, being a great mother, being a great mate and all the other boxes that you can you can think of. They just didn't check it in and things didn't work out mm. and things went awry. And and you know what I'm saying? And sometimes they didn't have a pot to piss in, so to speak. So you didn't you didn't actually lift me up. You you drunk me down. But that'd be the same one who be screaming how independent she is and how she did. And like you just said, and I, I want you I really looking forward to your, your input on this, Megan. But I want to put this out. Um, but that's what I'm talking about. First off, let me make it real clear. If my wife called me and said, baby, I make $700 million a year, I'm going to be like, you go, girl. Like, I, I got no problem with that. But that's because I'm sure in who I am and what I do. I'm not that guy that's like, oh, I, I got to make more than my wife and I got to do this. The only thing I got to do is make sure my family has. To me as a man, that is my responsibility. That is what I am bred, bred born, and Boasted to do. I put all them bees together. It didn't make sense, but I put them together. So I'm going to shut up so Megan can go because I really want to hear where she goes with this. You know, I think that we're we're bringing up a couple of different points and that and that's fine. But I will say this. A Fortune 500 woman, a Fortune 500 African-American woman. It's not that she is so busy trying to make sure that she's taking care of herself and she's making money that she'll never find a man. It's that it becomes complicated to find a man who is okay with her status being that from the gate. So it, I don't want to say, I mean, I think it's unfair to say that women who are striving to to uh, make something of themselves and to uh, stabilize their own household by themselves that they'll never find a man. I think that if you start the conversation only monetarily, then yes, that may be true. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember that there are other aspects of a relationship. It's not just about money. You could be a man and be extremely intelligent. And every time I come home, you have read something or found out about something and you're helping me with my business because you have found out another way to post a video or another way to do a podcast or another way to do something else. The problem is that the African-American community has driven themselves to be has put themselves in a position to be driven by money only. That's mm. the problem. True story. And when you and when you do that, then yes, you isolate yourself because if this woman is making five hundred thousand dollars a year and you're only making fifty thousand dollars a year, all already you feel less than. But if you're smarter than she is, okay, yeah. now you have a leg ahead of her. So I, I think that we as a community, we pigeonhole ourselves. It cannot only be about one thing because a relationship is not just about one thing. It's about several, several different aspects. There's, there's, you know, and this is why it is, it is muy importante. Oh, to did, we just, or did we just get bilingual? <laughs> This is why it is it is crucial to know 
who you are getting in a relationship in. Right now, I know that there's a big difference between HUD and uh, cash. There's a big difference. One is okay with a little back talk and one is not. That's just that's just the reality of it. One is saying, I need the house clean. I need my food ready. I need this and the other. This is my expectation of you as my wife. And the other is saying, well, sometimes, you know, she's a little busy and I have to cook or whatever. So, so I'm not saying that there is no play in that. But there are fundamental rules, laws, guidelines, whatever you want to call them, that each one of you have and have expectations. So whose responsibility is it? to find out if you're marrying a girl or a woman. Mm-hmm. It's yours, right? Now, if I was talking to a group of women, I would say, step your damn game up, but I'm not talking to them, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you are, know what you want, know what you need, and know what will help you be a better human being and a better man, then you need to make sure that you get that before you commit to someone and try to make them the same thing I tell the women, Stop trying to make these men something that you listen. What you got is what you got. Oh, but I saw so much potential. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm no. on the same vein. That no, you're right. Potential. Potential. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you got, you got to I go don't off marry track your potential. <laughs> yeah, I'm not marrying your potential. I'm marrying who you are. I'm marrying your behavior. I'm not even marrying what you say. I'm marrying your behavior. Mm-hmm. And if your behavior is not showing me any inkling that you are aware of your potential and you have any plans on fulfilling that potential, then I am the fool. That's I, it. I feel you on that. You know, um, you know, another difference between me and Cash is I look better than he does too. Uh, oh well, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm and, sure. pre- and pretend life. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> pretend life. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't shit. Um, but no, you and know, whoever the light and whoever the light skinned engineer in the back here got no chance, right, Cass? <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I double, I double. So you know, you know, I'm the engineer in the back and I'm on the mic. You know, you never know what I'm doing out here. Yeah, that that oh, guy, okay. that guy, yeah, that guy back there, he ain't he ain't nobody. But um. <laughs> No, you made a good point. You know what I'm saying? But there is a, there is differences in as far as specific goals. Now, me, me personally, of course, when you describe yourself and what you think you are, you're going to always give the rosiest part because that's that's just what na- the natural thing is to do. To me, I, I don't have to have you ain't got to make a whole bunch of money. Nah, but if you do, it don't hurt me at all either. I'm going to really go with the flow. I have my non-negotiables, some things that I ain't going to bend on that I'm not going to do. Everybody does. Well, some people don't. Some people just take just about everything. Um, But I think that comes in time. That's true. Some people don't know what their non-negotiables are. Exactly. And then they get into a situation and they go, oh, my God, this is non-negotiable. Oh, well, you should have said that before you bought the car. Exactly. But then you know what, though? But I think for men, and I can speak for myself, the type of woman that I need or that I that I have, I didn't even realize it when I first met this woman. As I grew and actually matured some, because we, we men do mature on our own different pace. Some men mature young, some men mature mm-hmm. old, some men never mature. I mean, they still out in the streets running around acting crazy. That but, don't necessarily mean that they haven't matured because they out there in the streets. Well, I'm not saying out in the streets is not mature. I'm just saying the level of things that they're kind of on. So, I, but that, that's, priorities, that's, that's, priorities. Yeah, that, that's all viewpoint. So, I think the level of maturity and you learn what you want and what you need, the more you kind of go in life. Now, like you said, sometimes you jump into something so quick and you realize what you need, but it's too late. You, you married now. 
you married and y'all don't have about 12 kids and, and now you're trying to figure out what to do with your life and you should have took the time. You said something also when you said, I'm not marrying your potential, I'm marrying what you do. And it just reminds me of a quote that somebody said that your actions speak so loud that I can't hear what you're saying. So yeah. you can say something all you want, but your actions are what's going to drive that. That's right. Yeah, precisely. So, you know, my thing is, like I said, it's just the, the comfort the comfortability, you know, I'm about to make up a word like Hadrico. Yeah, but but man, it. it's just being comfortable within your own skin as a man. Like I said earlier, most most men are are lacking and where you find this to be a problem. They're lacking in something that they want within themselves that is in their woman. So, uh, you know, they, they feel a, a little certain type of way when they can't cover the bill. But the woman will cover the bill and then the woman brings it up or the woman tries to persuade them to, hey, maybe you should go look for this job or maybe you should do this. You should do that. I think that's when those those voices in the back of their head start to perk up. And that's when, you know, certain men get a little bit defensive in regards to those those type of gender roles. Well, you have you have like you just said, gender roles, you have societal norms. OK, so the societal norm um, has evolved into, um, you know, men take care of pretty much everything. And if you watch television, if you watch these reality shows, uh, men make all of the money and women spend all of the money. So it's, that's basically what you, what you are seeing. However, that never really was the case at, in the beginning. There were, there were roles that, or there were duties, I should say, or activities that each gender, if you will, performed that the other one not only couldn't perform, but didn't want to, mm -hmm. didn't want to. Women were, were okay with being at home, taking care of the children and working as a maid or a whatever jobs it was that we had, because that was more than enough. That would wear us out. Like I'm tired. Oh, it you wears know, women me out now. Up, it wears yeah, me out. I have my kids on the weekend. The morning, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's it's too much. By the time it's I got them for four hours, do laundry a little bit, I'm I'm wore out. So I I definitely appreciate the woman that stays at home. So, but yeah, carry on. I could, I don't mean to cut you off. I just had a flashback. No, no, no. It's fine. And he it's likes fine. So you have you know you have you had that. You have women get up at four o'clock in the morning making breakfast, doing this, and then back in the day there was no microwaves. You know you had to actually make breakfast. You had to smoke the hog. You had to do all these different things, and the men got up, got dressed, and went out to the steel mill or the fields or wherever it is that they went and came home after the, and the woman has gone out to work and do her little job or whatever. She came home, the food is already cooked, the children are already cleaned, da 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 da, da. So nobody really wanted to switch roles. I don't know that I can't, I have not done a poll, so I can't say whether uh, people want to switch roles now or not. I think that what has happened is because we are no longer us against the world, we are now us against each other. Yep. We have become we have become competitors in each other's minds. What happens is is there is no longer a safe haven. And when there's no safe haven, then everything becomes a damn problem. You money is a problem. That broad who looked at you in the parking lot is a problem. Uh, the fact that you got a promotion at your job is a problem. Everything becomes a problem because we are no longer a team. We are going against each other. Um, and when you get when you get two people from the same past 
who have the same DNA memories because they have scientifically have now found that DNA holds memories. So when you have one person, a female, who has come from slave memories and a male who has come from slave memories and they are not together spiritually, mentally, they are not together and they're still fighting the outside world because America has changed, but not really that much because every time you turn around, somebody else is getting shot. Somebody's getting lynched. Somebody's Mm. getting, so it hasn't really changed that much. And to be honest with you, not that much time has really passed to be honest. So, so you are fighting outside. You're fighting your, your boss. You're fighting your coworkers who keep looking at you weird. You're fighting, uh, you know, to get a raise. You're fighting people uh, at the gas station. You're fighting somebody who cut in front of you, somebody who st- stepped in line in front of you, some broad who said something to your child in the grocery store. So you're fighting, fighting, fighting. Then you come home and your boyfriend or husband is sitting down playing video games. Well, that's going to be a problem. Or you come home from all the stuff that you have to deal with. There was a cop driving behind you. And for, for five minutes, your, your uh, heart rate was, was high. Your blood pressure was high for five good minutes. And you come home, and the first thing that your wife says is, uh, you know, damn, I asked you to pay the goddamn light bill today. Why didn't you do that? I mean, just as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah. So you, you, you. You, you, you're going to have a lot of constant anxiety because where do you find peace? Not at home. And definitely not at home. Like, not out in the real world, like you said. That's, and you're not going to find it out in the real world. That's, so a, that that's a day. The, that's a day that we all, all live daily. And, and that's, yeah, I think and, that's where the thing that comes one of the struggles, you know. Um, you know better when you do better. You know, when your spouse who is at home they don't know everything that you went through in that day. But when they, when you come home, sometimes when they meet you with something, they may think it's something minor, but you may already be on the edge. Like you, it may be like, I'm what if one more thing go wrong, I'm ready to pop. And I think right. sometimes that kind of pushes you over the edge. And as a black community, I believe we do a good job of pushing each other over the edge, which, oh, absolutely. which leads me to absolutely. my next question. And it basically says, why does it seem that the black community still to this day have the crab in the barrel mentality for those who reach the top of their professions once they get there and somebody don't like it? We always just you've seen some blue crabs. Everybody always trying to pull somebody down. And we are the only culture, it seems. And maybe I don't know the other culture because I ain't white, Asian or nothing else. So I don't really know what they do. But it looked like they're doing it right. I mean, from the appearance. But all I know is the culture that I grew up in. And it seems like the same person who's supposed to be your homie, your dog, your ace, he cool with you as long as both of y'all ain't got shit. But the second you start to get to that point, instead of him uplifting you and trying to propel you, it's almost like they will do everything they can to pull you back in. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, just to, just to, to conclude, um, you know, what we were, what we were saying before conversation is key. We have to talk to the people that we sleep with. It is imperative. And we have to heal whatever wounds we have from our parents or from our childhood. Because if your mother used to yell at you, if you're a boy or a man and your mother used to yell in the house and then you get in a relationship with a female that yells, every time she raises her voice, PTSD. you're going to cringe. PTSD. You're going to cringe. Yeah, because and and she may not 
know that she's triggering anything. But if you tell her, yo, my mother used to yell, not, not during an argument, not during an argument, but in, in, in just, you know, peace and quiet and say, you know, I want to tell you something. My mother used to yell. So when you yell or raise your voice or become so passionate that there's an elevation in your voice, I turn completely off because it triggers something in me and I don't hear anything that you're saying. If she loves you, she will stop. She will begin to say to you, she will begin to say to you, babe, I'm really upset about this or I'm very passionate about this and I'm probably getting ready to raise my voice at some point. I'm going to try not to, but I just want to say to you such and such and such, or is this a good time to talk to you about such and such? But the problem is we don't talk. We're not talking to each other. So how in the hell are you supposed to know what is what happened to you or what was going on because we don't talk? As you were saying, you have whatever's going on with your day at work and you don't talk about it when you come home. So how is somebody supposed to know? But we also have to present it in a way that we can receive it. Do you want to talk to me when you come home? Or am I getting ready to be rolling my eyes, sucking my teeth? Like, oh, you don't know what I went through. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We have Mm -hmm. to be able to be each other's shoulder. Okay. So we don't just want to say that part. Okay. Now that's good to, to answer um, uh, part of your question. The black community uh, with crabs in a, in a barrel mentality, to, to be honest with you, in my personal opinion, in America and in this world, really, black people are crabs in a barrel. <laughs> I mean, if you watch, if you watch what you see and you believe everything that you see and what you read, we are crabs that have been placed in a confined um uh, confined section of livelihood, if you will. And we're all trying to get out. So technically we are crabs in a barrel. Okay. And crabs keep other crabs from getting out of the bucket to ensure the collective's demise. Okay. So if you don't do any better, then I don't have to do better. Mm. Right. So it's not, it's not, just slavery as the origin it's societal norms and stereotype threat okay so the stereotype threat is the state of psychological discomfort right experienced in a situation so um let's say let's say there's a there's a an asian kid who has a math test okay so he has the pressure of doing well on that math test because of his parents and his teachers want him to do well. But then you also have, you have a representation of what Asians should do on a math test. <laughs> True story. Right? So the stereotype is that Asians are very good in math, especially males, which then causes a influence on that little boy's performance. Right. So you have stereotype threat. So you literally have the assumption that black people are uh, violent, are beast, are crabs in a bucket, don't support each other, aren't good at customer service, uh, don't have things done correctly, don't pay their taxes on welfare, ghetto, whatever, whatever, all these different societal norms. And when someone is trying to go away from that, then the society as a collective says, oh, wait, 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 wait. If you do that, then it shows that we can do that. 
and that's gonna cause a problem. And some like for, like for me, it's cash again. So it for me, it's like some all it is is information. Sometimes you're not even giving up money in the black community. People don't even want to give up information. They want to make sure they get to a certain position and then tell you about it. They don't want to tell you about the position as they're coming into it. It's it's almost like, hey, I found something cool that works out. Let me get all the way to this level. And then once I find out that it works out, then I'm going to let you know instead of, hey, here's an opportunity. I'm going to present it to you and, and let you roll with it as you may. And, and I think that's one thing that, for no, as we look, as you mentioned this, that's where when you find what I call those game changers or people who do that, you just want to associate yourself with that. Shout out to a conundrum because, for example, this happened. This interview right now is happening because she went out on a platform saying, hey, I'm willing to go help others who are starting out and getting this self going. We had her on. She immediately got on and said, hey, I got somebody else who would be great. Instead of saying, oh, I had an interview. It was cool. They made a nice picture. I'm going to keep it for me. She was very quick to say, hey, not only do I know Megan, I know somebody else who has this, and I may know somebody else who does that. So those crabs in a barrel, like you said, as long as we can see each other in that same problem, and that's why that, that's why it's a barrel. Because eventually, if all those crabs kept getting out, that one crab who want to stay to the bottom eventually got to do something, or he gonna die lonely, and nobody wants to be in that situation. So getting getting away from those norms and getting away from that situation is something we have to work on together as a black community. So all my black listeners who are out there, you play a role in this, no matter how. Oh, I don't live in the ghetto. You ain't got to live in the ghetto to be a crab in the barrel. Don't think because you got a nice house that means you've made it. They trust me. They know where you are now too. They, 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 this this world that we live in is not as black and white as you can see it, but at the same time, it's black and white as you can see it. So you have to understand that you can go out and make that and impose that change. So I challenge and, and stress to all of you: What have you done to help out your fellow brother or sister? And it don't have to be money, like you said. No, it, it can be, be time, simply time, effort, knowledge, information. Or, or information. Yeah, information. So now. Now, let me now I'm a I'm a truth teller now. I'm a truth teller and I'm the reminder. OK, so so yes. this, that's what she say that, that when saying. she about to she about to get on you. It's about so, to go down. Go. Well, I'm just going to, you know, so so black folk. Are crabs in the bucket. Or they are the opposite of crabs in the bucket in the first place you don't become a non-crab you were not a crab from the beginning so so people who there in my opinion there are at least two very distinctively separate beings or species in african-american people you have people who will take information and run with it or people who don't want the information at all but that's the way they were from the beginning this is nothing new. If, if somebody is not taking the information now and he's 35 years old, he wasn't taking the information when he was 13. That's just, that's just how it is. So it's not that I don't, I don't think that uh, people are not reaching back. I believe that successful people do reach back. But once you experience how much work it takes and how much energy is needed to get yourself to success, you realize that you don't have the time, now watch me now, to convince somebody else to dedicate 
themselves to the discipline and the energy they're going to need to be successful. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. Okay. Absolutely. So, so, so what the problem is, what the problem is that we, we as black folk want to help all black folk, because I think that that's how we think we're going to get in heaven. <laughs> and that's not the case. Stop trying to save people. The bottom line is everybody can't go with you. That's the bottom line. The reason why at conundrum introduced me to y'all is because I'm already doing a whole bunch of other stuff. She doesn't have to convince me. It's a whole bunch of people. 130,000 people follow her. It's a whole bunch of people she could have sent your way. But if she's going to have to, now, now mind you, she's putting her name on the line, right? So if she has to tell you, well, make sure you're available. Make sure you call on time. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Make sure, well, let me send you some different links for you to read. And she knows good and damn well you're not going to read them. Then why spend energy doing that? You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So I think that people who are successful get a bad rap. So for, let's say for, this is a perfect example. Uh, people always say Oprah Winfrey doesn't do anything. Oh, Oprah Winfrey doesn't do anything for the black community. But Oprah Winfrey has been, uh, for the last, I don't know, like 30 years or something crazy, paid scholarships for Spelman, for black boys to go to college. She's been doing it for decades, at least, at least one and a half. Okay? Now, could she take that same amount of money and go to... Uh, let's say um, a ghetto in Atlanta, Chicago. Whatever. Let's some, say Chicago some, inner city. Okay, okay. Let's say. Well, I like Chicago, so let's say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about. Let's Chicago. say Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna go right to where the show <laughs> was. Black people, yep. Ain't no black people in Jacksonville. So let's say Atlanta, right? <laughs> so let's say she goes to College Park in Atlanta, right? Bro okay. And and begins to distribute that money, just literally like giving people a check for five thousand dollars. Like here, here's a five thousand dollar check. Uh, do go pay your bills and do all the necessary things that you want to do. Just like the Dave Chappelle skit, where the people uh, uh, they got their reparations, Reparation, black people yeah. got their reparations oh, yeah, back, yeah. and 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 Escalade trucks were sold out, and Kentucky Fried Chicken stock went up, and blah 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 blah. Oprah Winfrey knows that as well. You have to at least put forth the effort to get to college, to get what she's trying to give you. I'm not going to just distribute money to someone who has not put forth the energy for themselves because they will not even value the money that I'm giving you. You won't value the information. Why in the hee-haw am I going to give you the roadmap to being successful when you're not even in a car to get on the road? Yeah, that's true. And I believe like the, the mentorship of, of folks like, you know, that are in certain positions kind of goes both ways. So, you know, for a long time, I've been a person that I don't need a mentor. I can do this on my own. I'll figure it out. I'm hungry to learn and, and all those different type of things. But what I found out is once you get to certain levels in certain arenas, you need help or whatever. So I tell the folks that I try to mentor and help pull up is that, hey, this is a two way street. I'm going to say, hey, I, I believe in you. I think you have something going for yourself. But you have to be able to to reciprocate that and, and tell me when you need help. You know what I mean? I'm not going to chase after you. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, beg you down for these opportunities. Whenever I say, you know, just like you said, a, con uh, a conundrum gave you this opportunity or just hooked us up. Right. That's right. the same way I, I treat the the folks that I supervise is like or I don't supervise. I've come across along along our career is like, hey, here's an opportunity. I want to be able to put your name in it and know that you're going to go forward and, and you know, 
do make it do what it do as far as the opportunity I present to you. I shouldn't it shouldn't and, have to be a tough sell every single time because it shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to be pulling your teeth to help you. That that doesn't make any sense. And the other thing that um you know I think is really, really important to point out. I think this is super, super duper important. Everybody is not going to be a rapper, a baseball player, oh a, 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 a podcaster, a whatever, whatever. You have to find your own purpose. And if you try, if you sit down and meditate and cleanse yourself and get yourself in a position where you can find out who you are, then you won't keep knocking yourself up against the wall, begging people to give you information so that you can be their level of success. Jay-Z said it in 444. He said, would you rather be my type of millionaire, my, my rich or your rich? Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's different things. You, you, do, you want, do you want my life? Or do you want your life? And I think that what has happened is because of so much quote unquote reality TV, which is the farthest thing from any type of reality I've ever seen, yeah. but reality TV and this and any other is poisoning people. Think everybody is, everybody wants to be a Cardi B version stripper so that they can then become a rapper. But Cardi B actually is not a rapper. She's a performer. Yeah. Yeah, she who really is. performs who performs raps that other per people have, have written, written for, for her. Yep, you're 100% correct. She's, she's a performer. So what people say is, oh, well, I'm going to be a rapper like Cardi B. Well, the problem is that she's not a rapper, she, and this is not about her talent. This is about the girl's level of discipline to memorize and to practice written words that have been uh basically written for her to perform. Now, if you're willing to have that level of dedication, then you need to start reading books and memorizing them and reading poems and memorizing them and stuff like that. Then you need to be at the right place at the right time to be the one stripper that they find to say, oh, okay, well, now we're going to make you a, a, a millionaire rapper. See, see what I'm saying? If you just right. break it down, it's nonsense. Right, it's and I was, I was then just, you wouldn't be looking at Cardi B to ask for some for, for successful tips. What the hell am I looking at Cardi <laughs> B to ask for? Do what? Yeah, you, you're 100 correct, and you know, but see, this goes to show this is where you get that flash in the pan, success by night story, and everybody says I'm going to do that because that's mm -hmm. the shortest, quickest, and easiest way that they think to get to this money. Like you mentioned that's earlier, correct. people are driving force that dollar signs dictate happiness dictate relationship dictate all these other different things i tell my my boys all the time my boys love sports they all play football and do all this other stuff and but i've told them a million times listen if you can't throw a ball swing a stick do none of that your grades gonna always be the thing that gets you through because they give our scholarships for that too and you That's get right. people who grow up and they think of it's my not. only way of getting out is such and such and such rapping ball Selling drugs, next Cardi B, oh, get on YouTube and make myself viral. Or like right. it's unfortunate that they will take more energy and effort to reach a goal that way. And they don't even realize, you know what, if you just sat down, studied hard, did your schoolwork, it's actually less work than what you're doing. Trying Absolutely. to do it quick, trying to do it quickly. If you just did it the natural way, you can get there too as well. And see, that's where I believe there's society, societal handicaps. What I mean by this Absolutely. is um, little Timmy's dad, when he wakes up in the morning, he's telling little Timmy, he's not saying, did you see the Bears game? He said, hey, son, did you check out the New York Stock Exchange? 
That's right. Or um, Miguel's the Miguel, outliers. Yeah, the outliers. Miguel's mm -hmm. papi is saying, "Hey, come outside. Let me show you how to fix the Chevy." You know, right. they're giving these different practical, skills, practical, practical, practical things and these small things, but they don't turn their nose up to it. Unfortunately, some people in our community will turn their nose up at the thought of being a plumber, not knowing that that plumber makes more than half the people that you know. You know, that's right. They'll turn their nose up saying, oh, I don't want to be an accountant. I don't like math. Last time I checked, you like money. Anybody who likes money, tell them, guess what? You like math. Now, algebra and geometry is a little different. We're not going to go there. But if you like money, you like math. But you'll sit here and say, oh, well, I'm not a good test taker. No, you didn't study. That's what it is. I, I, so a lot of excuses that we build for our own community and our own people, we don't even take the time to overlook them. And we just live by them. Well, we, we live by them because 65% um, of all people are visual learners and 30% mm -hmm. of all people are auditory learners. So if you're constantly watching Instagram, TV, YouTube, you are, I, I have said it before and I'll say it again. I strongly believe that the music industry is going to the gutter and digging out the dirtiest, funkiest, nastiest looking, non-English speaking Negro they can find <laughs> and giving them $250,000 to go buy some gold jewelry. And then, and then put them in the studio in their grandma's basement and make it a number one hit. I really believe that. And they're doing it to, to ensure. I mean, people are not even combing their hair anymore. No. I mean, this is starting to get, it's preposterous. <laughs> I remember back in the day where people, I remember when, when guys used to like go get their hair cut and they lined up and stuff and was like proud that their hair was like lined up and groomed. Wavy. Had waves. These people are wave caps nothing. these people nowadays are proud of looking gut like yuck mouth and nasty they look like they have not bathed in several several days and the problem with that is is you literally watch them go from ninth grade to dropping out of school to the age of 20 years old and they're on instagram with stacks and stacks and stacks of money and cars and, 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 you know, and speak, no, it's or English. I don't even know what languages they're speaking. And again, if you're 65% visual learners and you're watching this, and this is what's constantly being fed, there's no more Cosby show. There's no more different world. There's no more. Um, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me stop real quick. And I, I'm going to show you something. And this is maybe I'm, I'm, I'm being cynical. You just said there's no more Cosby show. Those shows that showed those African-American families, those people, America's vilified these people to the point that we've made oh, yeah. them the bad guy. Bill Cosby, I'm not justifying what he did do, what he didn't do. But at the same time, we will only mention that part of it. But for the longest time, the Cosbys, excuse me, the Huxtables, that was the family. That's right. That was the that was the African American goal. It was okay to be a nerd because Steve Urkel he ended up getting the girl eventually. Shows like this that to that's right. what I call the somewhat more wholesome television time. You know that's right. We go away from that. The car, nowadays, you know, you always say you want to watch. Want to be Cardi B and uh, Offset, but see, or, but you or J and B because because they on TV like this uh, couple's showing they on TV grinding on each other with all the gold and the jury. But the problem is like, it's even in the TV. It's almost like we are advertised to be stupid. 
And what I mean, and I'm not saying that these people are stupid. What I'm saying is that the principles that they show in there, and when you mentioned the Cosby, it just it really struck a note with me. It's like, tell me right now, what's a wholesome show that shows an African American family prospering, prospering, being prosperous, doing well, and their and their the fathers are like just a similar to that. It's just a, it's just a few, but I mean, it's not a whole lot. You got Blackish, and then uh, what what else you got? But I found a problem with the title. I don't but see but I don't I literally have I won't will not watch this show because you labeled it blackish instead of saying hey it's a, 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 a good family who doing some good things but everything has a back door to it you don't think so Megan I agree oh, I'm, I'm sorry I agree. The brother just, has a point you just you know the brother has a when, point. when the spirit moves you well well see the thing and see that's the thing because the, because the 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 what what will be said is if you if you were to say this to to the uh, entertainment businesses owners and say listen uh, producers and say listen you don't have you don't have any positive television shows oh well, we have blackish well yeah well yeah, I guess I guess it doing yes you do have blackish but the title alone mm. is telling me that it's not full black you're right that's you like that's like Cosby, the white <laughs> you don't right. have Cosby Cosby ish Cosby ish it's, 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 it, it, it is a, it is a put down to that. What you're saying is it is up to you and your, uh, how you want to your perception of this show to decide which part of this is black and which part of it. Because is it, it, it's kind of black, but then part of it is kind of not. That's like the white person who says, right. Hey, I got plenty of black friends. I got, I can name them. And you number them. You immediately told me you don't have black friends when you, when you have to number them and name them. So I agree with you on that completely. Yeah. So so it is it is a it's a it's a slippery slope. It really is. I mean, I I I've watched the show maybe once or, or twice, but I really don't watch TV. So that's not any dig on the show. But I can when I saw it, I said black. What, what is ish? Just call it black. Like, well, I mean, I don't know what the ish part is. Is the sex successful part of it? The ish part? You know, is it the mom who comes in with the na- the bad attitude and she's yelling so, and screaming? Is that the black part? Like, what part is black and what part is ish? So now, I mean, you know, not so, for nothing. So I watched I, the I show. I, wa- I watched yeah, the I show. Understand. And outside of the, the name which you guys, I haven't really ever thought about it that way. Uh, just because, you know. Because you have been, you've been institutionalized no. my brother. <laughs> Whatever. <man>. I just. <laughs> Stay woke. It's certain shit that <laughs> I give it's certain Stay shit woke. I'm woke on and certain shit I'm like yeah, I, I can't be this I can't be woke 24 seven if you know what I mean because that shit is a detriment to my mental health sometimes you know what I'm saying but oh yeah well, I understand and but what I'm trying to say is it is actually a really good show and it does talk about a lot of our plights and a lot of our issues or whatever in a creative way so the blackish title while I understand completely where you guys are coming from the actual content behind it is Huxtable-ish. But the problem is, <laughs> you see how you threw that ish in there? This ain't shit. Um, but the problem is, so to me, the title alone has turned it off towards me. Because even if I watch a show and it's good, to me, the title says, well, some it's kind of black people. Some people can kind of be successful like this because it's black-ish. It's not just this is not what black is. It's ish. That ish part really is a detriment. But we can stay hung up on the, the title of a TV show forever. But you know, yeah. I, and I and I and I think that we we should we should definitely move on. I think to to solidify the bringing up of blackish and bringing up TV. The bottom line is, as the number one consumers in this country, we need more selection. 
<laughs> yeah. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's Blackish and a whole bunch of other different shows, there needs to be when Cosby was on, two two seven was on. When two oh, two seven was on was the Jefferson. Good but, times. You know, good times. There was there was so many different shows. Uh Sanford and Son, so forth and so on. So the bottom line is I should not be forced to watch one show. I should be able to have a selection. So thank God for Tyler Perry. Yeah. who has 330 acres of land who will be uh, making sure that things are are better but the bottom line is we should have more selection in my personal opinion whether you like the show or not because of the name or whatever the bottom line is you just have you should have more selection and your children should not have 17 reality shows playing at one time and one damn show that comes on once a week for 30 minutes you know listen Megan first off man this has really been fun. We need to have you on here more often, man. Yeah, yeah, we we got questions weekly. We got even we Especially got more ratchet the, questions. Yeah, we ain't even get into the we ain't get into the ratchet questions. We wanted to keep it professional. You know, because you know around. you are international guests. Yeah, please, please keep it professional. I don't need no ratchetness. I'm already cussing and yelling and people, and I'm barely holding on. So please yeah, keep you, the ratchet to a low roar. To the low roar. Please. Um, what we did learn here today, though, man, I think you brought us some huge jewels. Um, I, one thing that just sticks to my mind that I cannot let go, and I know it should be on the advertisement, is where you said women have separated themselves, how men separate the penis from their body. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, um, what I, that's what I believe. That's what I've seen. Maybe that won't be a quotable. And watch. That won't be a quotable on her, her post, but... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I will tell <laughs> yeah, you this. <laughs> I can't wait till we fly out when you fly us out there like you said you was going to do. <laughs> and the 50,000. I can't stand um, this man. I just can't oh, wait. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. We go party. <laughs> and look, I, listen, since you're paying 50K, first meal's on me. How about that? <laughs> See? I'm going to invite Generous, you to lunch. Generosity. That's, that's your version well, of the Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. At least I can do. You know what I'm saying? Honey love the kids. You know what I mean? That's what I'm here for. Oh, man. It has been such a pleasure. Thank really you guys so much for having me. Really, you guys are just Before amazing. we let you go, though, man, please yes. let our listeners know where they can get in contact so they can get some of that truth telling so they can get what you do. I know you have an Instagram page and I don't know what else you may have, but I want to give you the floor to kind of put that out to the public. Oh, thank you guys so much. Yes. Um, so I'm Megan McGlover everywhere. So Megan McGlover on Twitter, Megan McGlover on Instagram, Megan McGlover on Facebook, Megan McGlover.com is my website. Um, that is my name, and website. I don't plan on changing it. <laughs> oh, fancy color. <laughs> I literally colorful. have branded myself out of my name. I am Megan McGlover, just Megan McGlover everything. Um, and my podcast is entitled Talking Good with Megan McGlover. Ooh, when am Talking I coming on? Listen, I'm ready to be on. You what? I'm I'm ready to be on. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a comedic. Listen, I got a serious side too. When I'm coming on. Yeah, you got a serious side when you start talking about that money. Woo! Yeah, I get oh, yeah. I get right about my cash. cash. See, that's all he can he hasn't stopped talking about it yet. He interrupted stop you in the middle you, of your plug <laughs> to talk about money one more time. So can, can you continue on? So uh, come, 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 come. Let, let, let Megan get out of here. Yes, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just Megan McGlover everywhere. Like I said, you can find me Megan McGlover um, on on pretty much on pretty much everything. You can Google me, Google me, and you'll you'll find me Megan McGlover. So I'm not on, I'm not coming on the podcast. We just we, we pulling we pulling up the website. It looked like we'll we'll take that we'll take that offline. We'll take that offline. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> Megan look like a spiritual coach uh, slash. 
slash tech uh I T. She done been in the gym a little bit. Okay. Every a spiritual coach slash tech. The IT tech slash Got philanthropist. The, Jesus Christ had dreads. So Jesus walks on. Oh, oh Lord. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, we gotta check this out. Website, oh, we, Lord, we, 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 we may have undersold this. We got we probably got more to talk about here. <laughs> more to talk. We got more well, to talk. Oh, really, and she got a I'm book. I'm really big on health, um, you know, and uh, right now I'm doing a 30-day cleanse. I've, Ooh, I've what's asked, a 30-day uh, cleanse? Why you ain't asked me how to join? I need to cleanse. Lord knows he do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's cheap, too. Let me, let me tell you cheap. what, what you're not going to do is be trying to take shots like that while we talk to our guests. It's not, it's not a shot. <laughs> I'm, about, miss. I'm about to be on her show. Listen. Oh, God. So it basically is uh, fruits and vegetables and water. For the month of October. So fruits, vegetables, and water, and thirty at least 30 minutes of exercise every day. No, but so that's all you eat? People, yep, for, for, for the month of October. Okay. So uh, quite a few people on Instagram are doing it as well. A lot of people have lost a lot of weight. Um, but it really is uh, to cleanse out the body, obviously, of toxins and so forth and so on. Inevitably, you're going to lose weight. But it's more so a, a spiritual cleansing um, to to get realigned and to get clarity and to for whatever different reasons that people um, have um, to to get on a cleanse. So um, that's what I've been doing. I'm probably going to extend my cleanse into November due to Mercury going in retrograde. But um, but yeah, if you do so it in I'm, November, I'm health, so if can. you do it in November, I'll do it with you as long as you let me off of Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, it's no see, see, it's <laughs> see, oh, always God. a loophole, always a caveat. well. Mercury, Mercury goes into retrograde on the thirty first of October, and it goes out of retrograde on the twentieth. So I was going to do it until the twentieth. Oh, good, I'll do it. Cover then. you for Thanksgiving, but let me help you. Uh, if you go from a cleanse to eating turkey and ha- and and honey ham and all that kind of stuff, you're gonna, you're gonna be, be on the toilet. You're going to be on the toilet, and you're going to have a trash can in front of your mouth. Not, so but a let trash me, can in front me, of your mouth, let me, but let me tell you and your butt going to be on the toilet. Let me tell you something. Before all that happened, I'm being happy as hell. <laughs> well, you won't be happy as hell at my house because you know that's this is where your hungry ass is coming. Well, you, that's, the th- that's the second shot your little skinny ass don't took now. I can't stand your little light skinny ass. You better get some incense yeah. and some matches. Yeah. You know, you burn matches. You better come yeah. on burn the third, out the third floor. No, yeah, I, I really am be. gonna. I really am gonna hit you up offline about that uh, fast. Because I mean that cleanse. Because I think I want to try that for November. You know, I was gonna do a no fried November, so I, I might as well just upgrade it and do what? this. The same guy that ate nothing but fried food. I love fried food, but well, I mean, okay. I'm trying to do no fried November. All right. Well, I'm, see, I'm, I'm, I'm here see this. For it. You see this big ass crab next to me pulling hey, me down. Look, Why he got to bring up old shit? I just want to see you live, like you know. <laughs> Why you got to bring up old like, shit? Like crab, pun, like big pun. Crab. Saying, I'm trying to live. Crab. Crab. Crab ass no. Oh, I, I mean, I definitely want to see you get chiseled, man. Okay, whatever. It'd be a sight to see. All right. Don't be trying to look at me. I'm still fine. Crab, you're the crab. Crab. Hey, oh, we, crab. we ain't calling them cash no more. So, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Hadrico and Crab. Uh, <laughs> so disrespectful. Oh, God. But listen, all jokes aside, thank you so much for your time, and we really do appreciate oh, yes. it. Um, you know, I know we laughing, kid, but I do think we had we had a chance to talk about some serious topics and get some good information and good stuff out. And for our listeners, I think it's definitely going to be a treat. So from Cash, a.k.a. Crab, myself, to you, man, <laughs> thank you for sitting on the couch with us. Cash, sure you got anything we, else? No, no, we, we appreciate it. And, and we'll, you're definitely going to have you on again at some point. 
And uh, if you need us for anything, uh, just don't hesitate to holler. All right. Oh, anything else, crap? Uh, nothing else <laughs> right. for Drico. You guys, you guys are retarded. Thank you guys so much again. I really, really appreciate your time and, and um, you know, allowing me to to be on your podcast. And of course, I want to have you guys on as well. I will, <laughs> I'll figure out some different you topics to, to bring to the table that I can, you know, share with you guys and all that good stuff. But again, it is it is always an honor as a African-American woman to watch my fellow uh, brothers do well and to um, to be happy while doing well. So I commend you guys. You guys are doing so good. You you have your families, you have your career, and you have your purpose. You have your reason. Um, your purpose and your reason is, is, is fulfilling your potential. And so I congratulate you. And just I'm very, very, very proud of you guys and, and proud of what you guys are doing. So keep keep going. Well, thank you so You're much. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all, y'all make some noise. For our studio artists, y'all make some noise for Megan McGlover. Megan! I said Megan. That's what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you said Megan. God damn, you a snitch too? You a crab and a snitch? <laughs> I mean, it's going it's going to be on the playback. I mean, I'm not okay. Gonna, I'm not going to okay. edit that out. We're going to fix it. Y'all make some noise for Megan McGlover. <laughs> and if he don't edit that shit, don't put him on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, sweetie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week. <laughs>